in motion is Sewell. Goff to throw. Wants to throw it to Sewell. Oh, he caught it. Boy, yes. Sewell on first down. Oh, yes. the big man dives down to the 31-yard line. Oh, that is beautiful. Oh, I would have loved to hear Dan Miller's call at the end of Thursday night's game, right? With that defense ending it the way they did, the offense just sticking it right down Kansas City's throat and ending it with a kneel down. That There were probably a few pretty good calls there by Dan Miller, I'm guessing. Dan Miller call of the week might be the highest viewed YouTube video of all time after this one. <laughs> I love it. And obviously, PJ Clark, Tim Twentyman, DetroitLions.com with you with the Twentyman the Huddle podcast presented by Microsoft. And it is late Thursday night, and the Detroit Lions went on the road against the defending Super Bowl champions, against the reigning MVP, against the league's number one passing offense Keep last season. Keep listening. And they went and they did their business and they won 21 to 20, a gutty, um, just, a, just a terrific performance, Peach, going on the road. And now look, people are going to say, yeah, Kansas City didn't have Travis Kelsey. They didn't have Chris Jones. But you can only play you, the team in front of you. You can play the team in front of you. And that's still Patrick Mahomes. And that's still the Kansas City Chiefs. And for the Lions to go in there and get a big, gutty win week one. I mean, Dan Campbell was all smiles. That locker room was all smiles afterward. But the one thing I took from that, Peach, and from talking with different guys is they kind of expected it. I mean, they got off that bus and they got to that stadium and, and they thought they were going to win. And look, they, they they fell behind, but they made the plays at the end that they needed to to get a win, and it's a huge win for this football team. It's it's the Aaron Glenn quote from Hard Knocks last year where he was going around and pointing out the guys that went to Ohio State and Alabama, and you would work, wake up every Saturday morning, and you would know you were winning that game, and it's time to get that feeling back. And I think the feeling is is back right now. Vibes are vibes are high. And I think one thing I was probably the most impressed with with the defensive performance. And obviously Brad Holmes spent a lot of time, a lot of resources revamping this defense, particularly in the secondary, getting in guys like Cam Sutton, getting guys like CJ Gardner Johnson, drafting a guy like Brian Branch, who made one of the biggest plays in that game, his 50 yard um, interception return for a touchdown in the third quarter that that was such a huge play because the Lions were down 14 seven at that point. Kansas City's got the ball. They're driving. You know, that could maybe be the difference in that football game if Absolutely. Kansas City goes down and scores. But look, Jack Campbell was good in that game. And 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 it was just a terrific defensive effort. I mean, you look at some of the numbers. I mean, that is a prolific offense. And look, minus Kelsey, but still 316 total yards for the Kansas City Chiefs in this one. Patrick Mahomes completed just a little bit above 50% of his passes for 226 yards. Two touchdowns, the one interception, but a 77.5 rating for Patrick Mahomes. I mean... That might be the lowest he gets all year. That was a terrific defensive performance. And I think if you're Lions fans, you got to be really excited about that because when you go watch the tape and when, when I watch the All-22 tomorrow, there's going to be a ton of things they can clean up with that performance too. And that's got to make people excited, right, Peach? It was... It was and you've talked about it a lot all offseason. It's the, it's the marriage of the pass rush to the coverage. Whenever there was a busted coverage and there was a guy open downfield, Aiden Hutchinson got in the face and 
forced a, a missed throw. And when the DBs needed to come up and make a play, they made a play. And it, it just all evened out in the end. I was very impressed with the run defense, too. This is a team that got you know shredded in Carolina, and that's the lasting memory from last season for a lot of people in terms of run defense. And Patrick Mahomes scrambling all around was the leading rusher. Pacheco yards. did not you know kill you. Edwards Alaire did not kill you. It was just Mahomes breaking contain, which again, you know, you're going to play a lot of running quarterbacks. You're going to play Justin Fields twice this year. That's something to clean up, but I think you have to be satisfied. I mean, you held Patrick Mahomes to 20 points. And to your point, I mean, um, Pachenko 2.9 average, 23 yards on eight carries. Edwards Alaire 3.7 average, 22 yards on six carries. And to your point about, um, Mahomes doing the damage in in the first half rushing. Now, look, he had 45 yards, and a lot of those were on some third down situations in the first half where Kansas City was five of seven on third down. And the message Aaron Glenn had in the locker room at halftime, and it was simple. C.J. Gardner-Johnson said when I talked to him in the locker room after the game, he said, look, Aaron came up to us and he said, get off the field. Get off the field on third down. What did they do in the second half? Got off the field. 0 for 7. <laughs> Kansas City was 0 for 7 on third down in the second half. And I thought that was a huge key to the game. Um, what was, you know, getting them off the field, containing that offense and, and, and giving the football back to Jared Goff and, and the Lions offense enough for them to make some plays down the stretch to help win the game. And even just the the achievement of holding them to a field goal twice in the second half. I mean, that's it was a one-point win. That's literally what it came down to. And, and – the fact that they were able to take those halftime adjustments and and put it into effect in game one against the team that they played on the road in an incredibly hostile environment, this is this is a defensive effort first and foremost. And the I mean the defense scored seven of the, the twenty one points, so it has to be at that point. I think you've got to be real excited because I think when you look at the tape offensively, you're going to see a lot of things that, that, that they can clean up. I think it's, it goes from the top down. I think, you know, some of the play calling, uh, some of the execution, um, you know, some of the drops, some of the other things, some of the penalties. And, and part of the penalties was Arrowhead in that environment, and that's loud, and it, it's hard to stay on track and on schedule in that kind of environment. Um, but there's a ton of things you can clean up offensively. You know this is going to be a better football team offensively. If they play like this consistently on defense, boy, P, just this football team is going to be tough to beat. You hold teams to 20 points, you're going to win a lot of games. And you hold that team to 20 points, you're certainly going to win a lot of games. But it was not – I mean, my biggest takeaway just overall, I this was not the Lions' best effort by any means. I, I mean, there were to- plenty of things that, whether it be rust from the guys not playing in the, in the preseason, which I think – uh, on the first couple of drives could absolutely be part of it. And, you know, there are things to iron out certainly, but to go on the road, even just in general, to win a road game when it's not your best effort, that's what good teams do. And good teams do that with a collective effort too, with, with all three phases, right? When the offense isn't playing as well, the defense steps up, you know, defense has given up some plays. The offense goes, you know, a, a fake punt on special teams to then go 14 plays, 91 yards, and, and, and punch it in. They had another long drive in the second half on the Montgomery eight-yard touchdown that, that ended up being the game winner. I mean, they just made plays at the right time. And Brian Branch, this kid. There's nothing. This I mean, kid. <laughs> what, do you, what do you even want to say at I this mean, point? He, since he's gotten here, he has just made plays 
every day in practice. I, I swear, every day in training camp, I wrote 32 down, probably at least once. At least it, it was rare that I went a day and I didn't note something from 32. It got to a point where, where they were just like, yeah, CJ Gardner Johnson's playing safety. Where he's yeah, really we are good changing at. the plan. He, this kid's going to be on the field. And then he makes one of the biggest plays. Uh, now, that was a, a, a you know a, a ball that probably should have been caught by Kadarius. Absolutely, but when when you're that good, the ball just finds, finds you. you, and it it, it just happens. That kid. I mean, how many interceptions did he, with one hand? How many interceptions did he have in training camp? I mean, but probably pushing ten. It felt it like had a couple been, of weeks. It, it, like, it felt like that, and then he's just in the right spot, the one handed catch, like you talk about. He showed a little bit more than four. I think when you got the ball in your hands as a defensive guy, we're going back to Brian. Your forty, 40 time, your forty like time goes down a tenth of a second. I think with the ball in your hand, we're I back think in it's February just, dissecting <laughs> Brian Branch's forty time. He looked good, but man, the the, the kid's good. Uh, he, he tackles. He's good. I think he's going to be a terrific piece of this defense. I think it allows CJ Gardner Johnson to play that kind of rover role at safety where he's kind of a ball hawk. You saw with the six interceptions um, last year, he should have had one today. He's going to tell you that he should have had one. Um, But I just, I love how they look. And and I think they're going to get after it a little bit more. Um, You know, they stop the run. I think they can maybe pressure the passer collectively. I thought uh, Aiden Hutchins was was really good in in that regard. But I think collectively as a unit, they do a little bit better. Houston broke out a couple nice dips too that, that, especially on that third down where he was grabbing Mahomes by the leg. And, and I think it was Jarek McKinnon had the drop, but it was short of the sticks anyway. I mean, you, you saw a little bit of what we saw last year. Didn't finish, but hey, it's week one. You just, you got to take them where you can get. We'll take those pressure numbers at least for right now. I mean, it's just, and, and another guy that I feel like we don't talk about, and we talked about a little bit last year and has been dealing with injuries and Josh Pascal making the, the stop of the game. Yeah, that third down late in that game was a terrific play by and that to, young man. And to read, and they were clearly prepared on on the end around something that Kansas City ran multiple times tonight. And Benito Jones took took out the center and got a little bit of push there and left the gap wide open. Josh shot it, and that's just that in the trenches when you're dealing with interior defensive line. That's just that's team ball, and that's you know that's what happens at the end of the day. Well, all right, let's flip over to the offensive side of the ball a little bit. A couple things that stood out to me. I thought David Montgomery ran hard. I mean, the numbers probably won't reflect it. 3.5 average, 74 yards on 21 carries, but there were some tough yards in there. Um, Obviously had the touchdown late. I think you're seeing a little, you saw a little bit of the juice that they keep talking about. It's like, oh yeah, the run game was great last year, which it was, but I think you saw a little bit of the extra energy that, Monty might be able to bring you this year. Seven carries for Jameer Gibbs, 42 yards, a six average. Had a, a really huge run after the, the penalty, backed them up into a first and 15 in the, in the fourth quarter on the touchdown drive there and, and you know, broke out. Could have had a touchdown if he didn't slip on, on you know, one of the early um, drives that, that Amon Ross St. Brown got his touchdown on. But I thought he looked great, especially in the pass game. Jared talked about some of the adjustments he made um, you know, on, on, on some of the alert, um, you know, on some of the alert passes and, um, just being able to read what the defense was doing and being in the right spots. You'd like to hear your quarterback saying that about a, a young guy in the passing game. And I think then, it was as advertised. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think you got what you were expecting out of Jameer Gibbs nine touches. I think you're going to see that number increase rightfully so, but you're easing him in a little bit and 
when he turns the corner, man, Ooh. it is. You got some speed. You don't can, you? That pedal goes down <laughs> quick. It does. It I, does. I, it I looks mean, good. I I think I think you couldn't ask for really anything more. It's like okay, maybe don't trip and you score your first touchdown. But other than that, Jameer Gibbs. I, I think exactly as advertised. And I think we're going to see him get more carries as the season goes on too. I thought seven was a little light. I thought it would be going in a little bit more split evenly. It was 21 to seven. Um, I think that number will increase a little bit. I think they also saw the opportunity against a team with a lot of good linebackers. Nick Bolton played well, got a little banged up on, I think the last actual play of the game he came off, but Willie Gay is, is a, a good player too. When you got have that scheme at the second level maybe you want and, and no chris jones maybe you want to push inside a little bit more you're not going to run gibbs between the tackles as much as montgomery i think that might just be a matchup thing too yeah 100 percent. and sam laporta i thought had a terrific game you know five catches for 39 yards had a critical block on the montgomery eight yard touchdown uh, i thought he was in the right spots he showed his versatility Moved both as chains. a blocker and and a, and a runner the chains was very solid. And I thought, um, you know, Josh Reynolds was really good too. Had a couple key I catches. I think he's the offensive story for me. That's exactly, exactly. Somebody's got to step up for, for the first little while here. And, yeah. and Josh Reynolds definitely did. Four catches for Josh Reynolds for 80 yards. Um, just a, just a terrific game for him. 33 long, had a couple really huge chunk plays that I think they needed um, because I, after Amon Ross St. Brown got, got off to a good start, I, I thought they put a little bit more attention to him. They needed somebody else on the outside to step up. And I thought Josh Reynolds was that guy. Tonight. The one, I think the, the 20 yarder on third down where Jared just, sh- just shot it over the middle and Josh came out of nowhere. I mean, that was crucial. That was when they stalled out a couple times on, on drives before that. And you really need it. You couldn't go three and out in your own territory again. And Josh, you know, just came up and, and that's a guy that, has played almost his entire career with Jared. And I, I think you're still now seeing the benefits of that. But I think my overall take is just what you kind of said off the, off the start. It, it wasn't a perfect performance at all. We haven't Jared, mentioned Jalen Reeves, Mabin's one three yard carry. That was just, that was a, that was a play of the game. I mean, really <laughs> talk about Dan Campbell and how gutsy he is. Look, Incredible. Over the Dan Campbell tenure, they coming into this game, they were six of seven converting fake punts. And the one that they didn't convert was a drop. Yep. They should be seven for seven. Now they're seven for eight. And to do it on a fourth and two early in the game on your own 17-yard line, Peach. linebacker, too. It's like last year you were running it with C.J. Moore, who's a, a safety, like, and at least is used to having the ball in his hands. I mean, the the stones to call it with a linebacker. And as the for Dave Phipp to set it up and, and just to see it, and they got the look that they wanted. Um, they thought they could. This know, team cares about special teams, like, Deeply, they I spend think people need to acknowledge so much time that. in training camp on special teams, yeah. and that's good. And Dave Fipp talks about it all the time. How just he pinches himself sometimes to be so lucky to have a head coach like Dan Campbell who values teams. And you look at some of the final roster spots on the fifty-three. I mean, teams decided Absolutely. some of those guys. They keep guys on this team just for teams. Yeah, you got Pitt- Pittman is an A special teamer and that's, you know, a lot of teams don't carry six linebackers, but if you have Anthony Pittman, you do. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, so I keep going back to they didn't play great offensively. They made some mistakes defensively. They were solid on special teams, but this is a team that is going to watch the film on Monday and be like, Whew, 
boy, we can play a lot better. And to still go on the road against that team and get a win when you don't play your best, I think that says something about the roster that Brad Holmes has built, about the job Dan Campbell and his staff have done about developing this roster. And I think this is a, a, a football team that's – I don't think a lot of people are going to want to play this team. It all comes back to grit. That was a gritty win. The world just revolves around the word grit at this point. <laughs> and that, that was just – it was, there was nothing left to say. It was a gritty win. I mean, they, they really, it was not the best effort and it's, it's going to get better. And Ford field is going to be rocking next week. Oh my gosh. And I it, can't even believe how loud it's going to be. I, it, it might rival the Monday night game from 2011. One of the two times I've left a sporting event and my ears were still ringing. That, and the other one was the NCAA wrestling championships at the Palace of Auburn Hills. Ooh, that's a that's wrestling a deep fans cut. are freaks. That's a deep cut. Wrestling fans are crazy, but it's that and the Monday night game. And I have a sneaky feeling that next week is going to be crazy loud in Ford Field with Seattle coming to town. The team that beat you in a shootout last year, the team that went to the playoffs and you didn't, uh, a team that you want to get a little revenge on. And Lions fans are going to be patting their chests and feeling good about themselves being 1-0 and after beating the defending Super Bowl champions. It's going to be crazy in Ford Field next week. I think Seattle is like one of the most interesting teams in the league, and especially when you're viewing it through the Lions scope. I think it's like I, they're probably the closest team to like the Lions when you're talking about just like peers, right? Mm -hmm. You had the same record last year. You, you lost by a field goal at home in a total shootout, one of the best games of the year. I mean, you're on the, the same track, essentially, with, you know, these quarterbacks that uh, run the play-action game so similarly. And the Seattle loves to run the ball and has two running backs that they're going to run the, the run the game through, and so do the Lions. I think it is such an, an interesting matchup, and, and I, I love it as the home opener because we get to see it right away. It'll be a great test for the defense and the secondary, too, because they've got three legit wide receivers out there, and they – uh, love to throw the ball deep. Geno Smith led the league in 25-plus yards completions last year. They're going to challenge Detroit, and, and it should be fun. And They got two great tackles that are, are in their second year now. They had two rookie tackles last year that were outstanding, so you're going to get another test for, for Hutchinson and Houston, and how can you push the pocket? And another quarterback that can do it with his legs when you have to. So you're going to see, you know, all right, we broke contain on on five times, and Mahomes got outside a little bit. You can't let Gino do that to you. You you can take it week by week by week, and I just I it was a gritty win. That's that's the only statement I have. And the biggest thing is they're one and zero, right? They're one and zero. Best thing about being one and zero, the chance to go two and zero. And they're off and running. Ford Field is going to be rocking next week. This week leading up to Seattle is going to be fun. Um, it's always good to talk about a win. Uh, but it's one and, and it, there's many more to go. You got to get to two. You got to keep this thing rolling, get on streaks. That's what good teams do. That's what playoff teams do. That's what teams that win the division do is they get on streaks and, and they start strong and, and, and they get off and, and get rolling. So we'll see if the Lions can do it next week. But for week one, um, it's good to be one and oh, it's good to be a Detroit Lion for PJ Clark, Tim Twentyman for the Twentyman the Huddle podcast. We will talk to you guys this week when we get ready uh, for Seattle and we'll, we'll have a Seattle beat writer in. we'll get a player in we'll do key matchups we'll break that game down and we'll obviously you know talk to you guys after that game win or lose at Ford Field so stick around we'll have a lot more coming up this week